Welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And I'm Faith. And today on the channel, we are going to be talking about all things physical media, all things physical media adjacent. And we'll just, you know, shoot the shit for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover all the news, all your questions, anything you guys want to talk about. That's what we're here for. So, Faith, how have you been this week? I'm good, good. Good? You ready for your second episode, your second <laughs> run in front of these guys? So nervous and stuff, but yeah, okay. you'll get used to it. It's just the camera. They, you know, they're just out there staring at you. It's no big deal. Okay. You should be very thankful that you get a husband that looks this good. <laughs> oh, <now>. yeah. <laughs> so we were going to do the food thing, but we decided, eh, well, we're still working out the kinks of that. Faith had some ideas about us, you know, maybe just doing food that I've never eaten before and trying it out. I still want to eat wings. I think that would be really good because you're so picky with the food that you eat that if I can get you... And I love all different foods, you too. You do. You so, like... Um, I have, like, five key foods I like to stick yeah. to. I like, you know, my Taco Bell. That's my favorite. I love some sweets. Uh, wings are great. I love chicken. <laughs> I love... Uh, That's oh, chicken. Chicken. I love chicken. I love all kinds of chicken, yeah. whether it be That's Popeye's chicken. Um, remember Pudgies? Pudgies had good chicken. Uh, you guys had a Pudgies out here? Oh, uh, yeah. There's still one in Southern. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yes. Pudgies was good. It was Involved, right next to the place. when we had one. And that they closed that down a long time ago, though. Of course they did. Yeah. Of course they did. And me and Faith just got out of actually seeing Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which was a fantastic film. It's my personal favorite right now for the best Spider-Man film. But Faith didn't know going in that it's actually a part one to a two-part movie. So the ending, oh, yeah. you know, you kind it's hard to give a grade to a movie that only has part one. It's like Dune part one. If, if Dune part two doesn't stick the landing, it kind of ruins part one. Yeah, because, like, think about Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the first one can be good, the second one can be good, and then the third one can be shit, and you ruin the whole series. That's true. You that know? is true. So. And there's been a lot that have done that. A lot of franchises, like I think the, I mean, I've come around on the Dark Knight Rises, but it's not the third best in it. It's it's the third best in that trilogy. Dark, yeah. Dark Knight Rises, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I honestly might like that better than the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises, you like more than the Dark. I think Knight. I might enjoy that. I like Bane. Yeah, Bane is good. Tom Hardy does a great job. Tom Hardy did amazing job. And the opening is awesome as well. I mm -hmm. love the opening. Mm -hmm. No brother. They're expecting one of us in the wreckage. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, I, like, I think The Dark Knight just was so such a good film that people went into Dark Knight Rises expecting that kind of film, and they didn't get it, so that's why people put it that low. I like um, I Batman it Begins because it tells you his, his story. His origin story. Yeah. It's the best Batman origin story we've ever mm -hmm. gotten, you know, just with the uh, League of Shadows and... You know, Ra's al Ghul. I think Batman Begins is the best in that trilogy. But mm -hmm. I used to think The Dark Knight, but I, I think I burnt myself out of The Dark Knight because I've just seen it so many times. Like, yeah. you know, I saw that in the theaters three yes. times. That's exactly what it is. Three times in a day, no less. I think Heath Leather's performance is amazing. Yeah, but it's fantastic. It's a 10 out of 10. That's the... That's the best part of the movie yeah no, no no i agree that is the best part of the movie so without further ado let's dive into the news because there was actually some shout and screen factory releases that have been announced for august of 2023 i'm going to run these by you and again just like last week don't be afraid to shout them <laughs> out if you know any of these so right off the top we get nightbreed on 4k you don't know who that is right never nope well, I believe that, actually, I don't think I've ever seen it. This was actually directed by Clive Barker. He is the guy who actually wrote the Candyman story. Did you know that? Okay. <laughs> you know, the original Candyman yeah. from, he wrote that story. That's basically. I'm thinking did, about Carmelo when you said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't say it on air, but let's just say that uh, Tony Todd has an attraction to women. We can confirm that. <laughs> but anyway, he's fantastic as Candyman. Clive Barker wrote that original story, and he wrote the Hellraiser, and he directed the first Hellraiser movie. So Nightbreed, he directed that, it looks like. I haven't seen that in a long time, actually. Even if, I don't know if I even did see it. I might be wrong. But anyway, that's coming in August. I'm excited for that. Do you know that one? No. No. No, you don't. And coming to Blu-ray, we're getting Little Nicky. Which I, I love Little Nicky. Adam Sandler doesn't do any wrong for me. No, nah, so. yeah, you're an Adam Sandler freak. Little Nicky's one of his most underrated movies. I actually. love that movie. Absolutely yeah. love that movie. We uh, have. I don't think we 
seen that movie in a long time. Mm, I haven't seen it in a long time. That Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I love the um, that Dan Marino's asking. It's like, you gave Joe Namath the Super Bowl. He's like, Joe was coming here anyway. <laughs> if you're a Jets fan, I think that Joe Namath really did sell a soul of the devil because we have not even sniffed a Super Bowl since Super Bowl He was Bowl coming three. here anyway. He was coming here anyway. <laughs> but here's the big one for me from as a 90s kid. Hackers coming to 4K. Matthew I've heard Lillard. of it, but... Angelina Jolie, Matthew Lillard. It's a fantastic film. It's ridiculous. It's, you know, the internet was early, so this is a movie, like, kind of dealing like they don't know what the web is and all these, everyone's hacking into things. Like, they didn't know what the internet was yet. It was so new, so this is kind of like how they imagined it would be. Uh-huh. It's a fun movie, though. It really is. It's so 90s, though. Okay. I think you'll really enjoy it. That's coming on 4K. And that it looks like that's from the Shout Select brand, so you can probably expect no slip cover on that if you've been buying Shout Select. And I actually just grabbed this week in last week's 4K sale from Shout Factory. I got the last detail, which is a Shout Select 4K. No slip cover on that. And that review's coming this week. Uh, then we also got Assault on Hill 400, which I have never seen. Mm-mm. And we are getting another Shaw Brothers classic. So if you're a fan of classic martial arts films these are the kinds of movies that you'll like and you know i think this is the third or second or third part i of actually that. like martial arts films we've seen a couple together i know you said you grew up and your stepdad was a big fan mm-hmm. of martial arts we movies, used to right? watch uh, a ton of them as a kid i don't i don't know the names because i was so young i was like eight mm. nine so i don't remember every single one that i watched but some of them have really good stories yeah, I mean, I, I like Enter the Dragon a lot. You know, Bruce Lee's movies were great. Yeah, maybe you know. maybe that's why I like um, John Wick so much because of the martial arts. They call you know what they call that right? They don't call they don't call it they call it gun fu. Gun fu, but they're doing other stuff too. Oh yeah, I mean they're hitting so. each other, but the way they move around is like a martial arts mm-hmm. movies. You know, they're using, but they're just using guns instead. Yeah. I mean, it's all choreographed. It's one big dance, and it's it's fantastic. I mm-hmm. love the John Wick movies. Uh, John Wick Four comes to 4K, I believe, in a couple wait, weeks on June 13th. I actually haven't pre-ordered that yet. I'm not too sure which version I should get. If I should get the Walmart exclusive, the Best Buy exclusive, Steelbook. Um, not a hundred percent sure Jesus. which one. Yeah, we have a physical media question for you. Yeah, I'm sorry to let you down, but I will be blowing all of our money on 4Ks. Uh, a couple other things that got... <laughs> on 4K. Yeah. Uh, here's f- something really funny that got announced for a 4K today. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what studio did this, but it's 50 bucks. It's the Ghouls 2-Disc Collection Ghouls, Edition. little green ghoul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you? That's what a ghoul looks like in case you've never seen it. So that's coming. Yeah, what's so funny is I was listening to the Always Sunny podcast. All right, what are some of your likes? Uh, ghouls. Son of a bitch. What are you talking about yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go- and they, uh, I think a few weeks ago, and they were talking about what ghouls, ghouls would what, look like. Yeah. And like what you envision them to look like. Like, ghouls aren't really scary. But no, they're, they're like, they're they're like, like menaces. Yeah. yeah, like they cause mischief. They cause problems for yeah, everyone. Yeah, the cover. That. So that's coming to 4K. <laughs> I've never seen a ghouls movie. Uh, right now, you could pre order that for 50 bucks. I don't know if that's worth it, but I mean, hey, if you're a fan of ghouls and uh, little green ghouls, then. <laughs> You are going to be a very happy camper with that one. So, definitely you can pre-order that. Uh, Warner Brothers announced a couple 4Ks. One of them is Rio Bravo, which I have never seen. And never even the, heard of it. Really? Uh, it's one of the most famous movies ever. It's got uh, John Wayne in it. Okay. You know who John Wayne is, right? Yes, I know who John Wayne is. It's the Duke. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you probably you probably haven't seen too many westerns in your time, have you? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a western person. No, have you seen any? Mm, the ones that you put on, maybe, yeah. but I don't even know their names. I probably fall asleep. But then, okay. Well, first of all, how dare you? Because they're fantastic. And then another one, and this is where James Dean really took off, was with East of Eden. That's coming to 4K. So Warner Brothers, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary this year, so they're releasing a ton of movies, you know, to celebrate their past and history. I have a few of them, actually, like Cool Hand Luke, Maltese Falcon, and um, Rebel Without a Cause, which is probably what James Dean is most known for. But I've never seen Rio Bravo, so what do you think? Should I pre-order that? No. No? Not just shoot me right down, all right? I'm going to tell you no every time. I know you will, and then you know what happens. Then it just shows up. packages out the front door in the mailbox. Yep. 
Um, also, guys, I don't know if it's still going on at the moment of this, but some Kino Lorber stuff is available for uh, on uh, Amazon for 4Ks right now for like 20 bucks. So if you're a fan of like movies like Serpico, you can grab that pretty cheap right now. It's still going on at this very moment that I'm looking at it, and um, our friend Rico Gomez passed that along to me to let you guys know. So if you guys want to grab some of those. You know, if you have any uh, your eyes on some 4Ks from Kino Lorber, you can get those on sale. But that's really it as far as news goes. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming to 4K. I grabbed some new 4Ks from those previous sales. I got Happy Death Day 1 and 2 on oh, 4K. Oh, I love those. I know. I'm excited. I can't wait to dive into those. I haven't seen the 4Ks. We used to have the Blu-rays. I uh, sent them over to Matt's, actually, to, uh, mm. in, a, in the doubles package. Yeah. With To Live and Die in L.A., so you can check those out. But I think he actually has the 4Ks, too. So I don't know what I'm going to do with those. Might have to... I think eventually, when we finally start a Patreon, um, I might do some giveaways with, like, our my doubles instead of selling them. Because, you know... Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, for the fans, you know? They, they, let them get some. That would be nice. Start someone's, like... I was thinking, like, a collection starter kit. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure that people that watch you already have the collection. I'm 100% sure that they so. do. But, you know, you never know. Some people, like... You know, people always ask, like, where do you start a collection? Like, you know, some people, when they want to start collecting movies, like, where do you begin? And the best way is always, like, you know, cheaper stuff. Like, always try and get, like, bargain bin stuff. And then start collecting, like, the boutique labels, like Shout Select, Shout Factory, Arrow Video, Criterion. I still think Criterion's the best, in my personal opinion. But they just, they speak to me. They speak to me with their stuff. <laughs> Especially with some of the releases, like Wally and Malcolm X. Like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are It's good. beautiful. Re oh, they do some fantastic work. Thelma and Louise, you... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, that just came out this week. Look at our review for that. That is the best 4K I have seen this year. Just top-of-the-line stuff. Visuals, audio, packaging. It, it's perfect. I mean, if you haven't seen Thelma and Louise, also check that out. I mean, the Hans Zimmer score. Ugh! I could go on and on about <laughs> he, that one. He just listens to scores. Like, uh, he doesn't listen uh, to music. Like, with words. He just listens to scores. It, it's absolutely nuts. Well, I mean, Thelma and Louise put me in a Hans Zimmer mood. Yeah, so. but who gets in a Hans <laughs> you Zimmer You can go to a concert and see Hans Zimmer play. I know, but, like, like, who... I don't know. I mean, You're I the only you person I've ever heard uh, that likes that. I wanted to listen to the Days of Thunder score the other yeah, day. I'm uh, listening to... Yeah, you're listening get, to 50. Get, get rich and die trying. Yeah, if you guys are 50 Cent fans, uh, I think he's going out on the road for the 20th anniversary of Get Rich and Die Trying. <laughs> I want to go. Which I always thought the movie was based on his... It's based on his life. But Some it, of it. It's is, like, yeah. But it's a loose autobiographical tale. It's not like a one-for-one, one, right? Mm -hmm. Which I always thought it was, and then I found that out. Did you know that 50 Cent actually had two video games, too? No, I didn't know that. Blood on the Sand, and I don't remember what the other one was. It might have been Blood on the Sand, too. He has his hands and everything. Oh, yeah. He got in on the ground floor on, um, what was that? Uh, pff, vitamin water. Vitamin, vitamin water. Vitamin water. He was in on the ground floor on that. That made him really rich. And Tony Ayo lives right by us. So, if you guys are a fan of Tony Ayo, Faith actually knows him personally. <laughs> the way you say it, personally. Yeah, well, he calls you Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Or wasn't your Twitter name like Little Snook? For, like, yeah, because this? everybody said, used to say that, but I don't think I, I don't look like her anymore. Maybe not when anymore. I was no, when you oh. were younger, yeah, you definitely did, because you were different looking back then. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I mean, you had thicker eyebrows back in the day. Your hair was always straight. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was a young whippersnapper once too. Remember, you started dating me when I was eighteen, just a boy. Yeah, uh, just we were a kid. little kids. Yeah, yeah, we were just kids. Mm -hmm. And now look at us. House, two dogs. Mm -hmm. I still look, I look better. Okay. Let's be honest. Ah, that's really it as far as news goes, guys. So we're going to dive now into the Q&A portion of this show because we actually have a lot of questions. A lot of Ooh, you guys ask some questions. I like uh, it. I uh, like it a lot. So we'll start off with Rico Gomez. Faith says she's a huge Star Wars fan. Hi, Rico. But can you ask her, does she feel any difference in how the series has gone under Disney? Okay, so I actually like what Disney did. Do you? Um, so do I, actually, I overall. Like, overall, I like what Disney did. Um, there's a few, like The Force Awakens is... A masterpiece. Masterpiece. I mean, they did definitely take some stuff. From the originals, it's a new hope. Um, and kind of, yes, yeah. and they recreated it for um, a modern but, day. Pretty but they much. did. It, I thought that one was great. Um, I think it's the third best Star Wars movie. 
In my uh, the return of the Jedi. You mean the last Jedi, the one that came after that? Oh yeah, the last Jedi, the last Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's, that's, no, that's, I think I think they lost it with that one because the whole Ray thing, like they trying to make it seem like everybody, anybody can have the Force when the third one kind of well, that, erased that whole. Theory too, so it was it was a waste of time. Well, it was a mess, is what happened. Was. The problem was they didn't have a plan going in. They just said, "Okay, J.J. Abrams, you get your Star Wars movie. Yeah. Ryan Johnson, you get your Star Wars movie." And I think Josh Trank was actually supposed to originally direct the third one, and then they pulled back and gave it to J.J. Abrams because of all the hate with the Last Jedi. So then it just became a jumbled up mess. And then mm -hmm. somebody was like, "Hey, I know what we can do." You guys ever heard of the Emperor? No, the Star Wars fans, they love this guy. They love this guy. Bring him <laughs> in for the final movie, and everyone will go home happy. And I absolutely despise The Rise of Skywalker. No, I didn't. I did not like yeah. that. Um, I like The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. As a show, I, I like The Mandalorian. I think they're doing a great job with that. Rogue One is completely underrated. It's very underrated. Completely I think underrated. I love that because you don't have an attachment to any of those characters in that movie. Um, and so you're not losing anything. But you do get a backstory of how that came to be. Yeah, in the first Star in Wars. In the first Star Wars. So I, I will absolutely love it. I agree. Um, I, so I like what they're doing, some things that they're doing. Not everything. I don't agree with every single movie. But once you recreate something and you're trying to um, add on to a storyline, it's really hard. It is. It is. It's hard. You know, um, they're recreating uh, re um, Harry Potter. How do you feel about that on Max? I think it's a series, <sighs> I'm right? I'm not happy about it at all but at the end of the day we'll see how they do and maybe it'll get be better because let's face it was it the chamber of secrets that's the second book the second film yeah the acting was not that great i think it was the first um the first few movies but they were young they were kid actors. yes so that's what i'm saying so i'm hoping that it's them not young young i don't know what their plan is and who, I, I who's mean, gonna be playing snape like that, th those are the questions. Cause like I saw, um, I think what's his name? Um, he's in the Force. Uh, Force Awakens. Adam Driver. Adam, Adam Driver would be an amazing Snape. Adam Driver would be a fantastic Snape, and he's worked. I believe he's worked with Warner Brothers in the past. I mean, he's really worked with Disney. I mean, he was Kylo Ren. Yeah. So I mean, Adam Driver. The dark do, hair. This. Yeah. Uh, the, the dark, long straight yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah. He it naturally looks. Naturally like looks like it, and he has that. Uh, darkness to him. Yeah. Just like his personality, straight face. Um, I mean, Adam Driver can do anything. I mean, yeah. House of Gucci, yeah. Marriage Story. He can do, I uh, think he would do fantastic. What was that movie we saw a few years ago about, it was a town in New Jersey. It's the name of a movie. Oh my God. The name of a town. It's a movie. He plays a mailman or a bus driver. Fuck. Did I see that? Yes, you did. You did. You did see this movie. You mm. watched it with me. Um, it starts with a P. It's a, it's a it up? yeah. It's a city in New Jersey. Like uh, it starts at a P. It's a great movie. It's a little movie. It's just this contained character study of this guy. Remember you? You remember the scene with his notebooks when the they, they got destroyed? I don't think I saw this. John. I'm, I'm telling sorry. you. Oh, here it is. Patterson. Patterson. I don't. I don't remember it. You don't remember this? Like no. No. I know you watched it. Me. Who's was in it? It's Adam Driver. Who else was in it with him? Um, Galashifa Farini. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who. I, I don't think I saw it, John. I'm telling you, you were sitting next to me. Oh, we and enjoyed I, it. We fell asleep. Yes, this does happen often. So, I think you guys definitely should. Check. If you haven't seen Patterson, it's a great little movie. Uh, who's the director on this? Actually, you guys have definitely heard of this I guy, Jim Jarmusch. That's who directed that movie. So he also did the movie The Dead Don't Die, Adam Driver, and Bill Murray in that. He works with Bill Murray a lot. I think they did Saint Vincent. I want to say they've worked together a few mm. times. But uh, Jim Jarmusch, good mo Anyway, we got way off topic. This was a Star Wars question, and we ended up <laughs> talking about Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> so, so but I, I do, I love The Force Awakens, so I can say I like some of the direction that they're going. So there's some good things and some not good things, but overall, I could say I'll give it a B. Give it a B. All right, I think that's fair. I think I'd give it like a... A C because I felt like the Book of Boba Fett only really worked because of the Mandalorian tie into it, and then obviously getting young Luke Skywalker again. 
And I haven't even seen Andor yet, which I heard is great, but I haven't some seen it. Some people didn't like Andor, too. I, we haven't seen it, but some people didn't like Andor. I've heard good. And that's the reason, only reason why I haven't seen it is because I'm like, uh, I don't want to waste my, my time. I have other stuff that you I like to watch. You watch 46 shows a week. You can't fit Andor in? Because I watch so many shows. <laughs> Just stop watching 90 Day Fiance and you can watch because Andor. Because it's amazing. 90 Day Fiance is absolutely amazing. And Okay. It. Okay? Fine. All right, next question is also from Rico, and he wrote... Uh, which Bond would you not trust to bodyguard your <laughs> wife? I think Sean Connery is a no-brainer, but which one would you? Ask Faith which Bond she would want to be her bodyguard while you were away. Which one did you want to be your bodyguard? Pierce Bronson. You want Pierce Bronson to be your bodyguard? Yeah. I don't think he's the strongest Bond. He's the best-looking Bond. Well, that's why. Oh, you want you want a Bond the Bang. <laughs> I get that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, if I was going to pick a Bond the Bang, he's probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig, too, but... Daniel Craig is definitely the best protector. Him or Timothy Dalton, I would think. I'd absolutely... Yeah, Pierce Bronson. Absolutely. That's a mistake on your part. You just, I guess if you just want some eye candy and a good bang, that's but fine. why wouldn't he be good? I mean, he's still Bond, but if you want somebody to be your bodyguard, wouldn't you want, like, the more straight-laced Bond? So who did you think? I would think Timothy Dalton or Daniel Craig. Connery. Like, eh, Connery. Oh, God, Con- his Connery. voice. He's going to smack me around Yeah, he's definitely bit, good. Well, yeah. don't speak back. <laughs> don't talk back. He makes it very clear. And then I Sometimes a- you just have to give him a little slap. Just, you know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, not him. He's no, an old-fashioned guy. Not Sean guy. Connery. I love, Sean, I love Sean Connery. I mean, that that's Henry Jones Sr. Also, let's not forget. Okay? But yeah, I think Pierce Bronson probably, or Daniel Craig. It has to be one of those two. That makes sense. That that They're my favorite Bonds, too. I mean, I really love Timothy Dalton, though. He, I don't think I've seen them, so that's fine. The Living Daylights and uh, License to Kill. They're very underrated. I mean, they're the 80s Bonds movies. She was. I must have scared the Living Daylights out of her. James Bond. Yeah, that yeah, was like their first... Reason. That was their second attempt at trying to do a, a more serious Bond. Like George Lazenby and then eventually Daniel Craig became the, more, the most serious Bond. You know, where they didn't even have a lot of the tropes in all of his movies. They tried a little bit, but not like in the other ones. Yeah. I think it was in Casino Royale. It's like, how would you like a margarita? Like, Do I look like I give a damn? Oh. That's a little bit different. Like, uh, you know. yeah. And then Pierce Bronson, you know. I mean, the first time I saw Pierce Bronson wasn't actually in a Bond movie. Who Who would you want to be cast as Bond? And, and I hear, like, this argument that people say there shouldn't be another Bond. Um, no, that you they should leave going. it alone. No, 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 no. You keep I going. don't know. I've, I've heard that argument from, you know, the I internet. I don't even know who like I that. would pick. I was really one of those people that was on board with Aegis Alba for the longest time, but then he got too old. So you can't do it anymore. I mean, there's a dan- there's a man. Uh, okay, so if you watch Snowfall. Oh, yes. Samson Idris, I think, would be an amazing Bond. I could see. Is he? Does he have the looks, though? Does he have like that charm? He's, have you seen him? I mean, I've seen the show. I watched the first two seasons of <laughs> you. So yeah, I mean, I, I just. So yeah, definitely. He, and and yeah. the accent, absolutely. Well, that's why I was kicking around like maybe like Daniel Kaluuya, but I no. I don't know if he has that straight laced look. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is more like a, a villain. He, he looks could like be a, a Bond villain. He looks like a villain. He doesn't uh, look like I don't know. He has that villain look. The yeah. dark eyes, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who, I've heard that they're going to, I've heard uh, a few options that have been kicking around, but I don't know who's officially going to get, I mean, he's got to be British. Like, I don't like the British or Scottish, you can't cast an American, I think. I think it has to be somebody who's not American. Yeah. It's not an American franchise, so I don't think you cast an American. Yeah, but they cast, Bond is, they cast uh, people from well, they, different countries that play Americans. They do. I mean, British so. actors, they know they do a great job of changing their voices. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Well, again, Damson Aegis. Yeah. If you heard his voice and how he sounds on Snowfall, literally completely different. He is Franklin Saint. Like, he turns into Franklin Saint. Okay. So, I think if you haven't watched Snowfall, watch Snowfall and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. It's not anybody, He's he doesn't play anything <sighs> close to a Bond character in the show. No, but his said, real life persona is very. He's a crack dealer on the show. Very yes. different from Bond. Yes, um, but his real life persona is very classy mm. and just a very British. <laughs> I, I, I get that. No, you can. I mean, hey, that's what it is. He's a very British cat. Although you know, when they changed it for Sean Connery to Scottish, because Sean Connery's Scott. 
But yeah, I guess that's a good option. I like uh, I like your thought process on that. You put some thought into who should be Bond. Mm. I'm surprised he didn't say me, which bothers me a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's fine. But we have a couple... <laughs> all right, thanks, Rico, for those questions. We have a couple from Frank Rodriguez who says, What June releases are you looking forward to in physical media? Mine is Creepshow, Vanilla Sky, and Insidious. Okay. Well, well that's more for you. Well, this is definitely a John question. Yeah. Which I'm going to give you guys, because I have a bunch of these already pre-ordered, so I'm going to tell you exactly what I have pre-ordered and what I'm most excited for. And you can see my face get really upset about all the (laughs) pre-orders. Do I look like I give a damn? (laughs) So, right off the top, we got a bunch of Tom Cruise movies coming that I'm excited for, including Rain Man, which is coming on June 13th. And I love Tom Cruise, so I'm I'm into that. I actually didn't pre-order Vanilla Sky, because they have two Paramount releases coming out on the same day, Vanilla Sky and The Firm. I pre-ordered The Firm. Uh, That's probably the one I'm most excited for, is The Firm. I also have Insidious pre-ordered. I'm very excited for that as well. I can't wait for that. I'm not excited for the Avatar 4Ks. I reached out to Disney to see if they would send them to me. I've never gotten a review copy of a movie in my entire life. um, we're, We're not Avatar fans. I wouldn't even buy it. Well, like I said, that's why I reached out to them, because I don't want to buy the 4Ks, but I do, I'm curious. I don't like the Avatar movies, but I'm curious about how these 4Ks are going to look, because I saw Avatar The Way of the Water in the movies, and that variable frame rate is beautiful, because it's bouncing between 24 and 48 frames per second, and it looks gorgeous, and I'm sure it's going to be... So you're going to spend your money on something that you don't like? I didn't say that I, I didn't pre-order them, I said I reached out to Disney. I just want to make that clear. I mean, I don't want to let them down. So then, (laughs) I also pre-ordered Creepshow. I'm very excited for as well. And then, this is a big one for me. uh, Mallrats on 4K. Oh, yes. Uh, Arrow video. Yeah, we'd like... Okay, Fates of Kevin Smith's You should tell him what happened. Oh, yeah. So, um, even though Matt's not on the show, you guys remember Matt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. (laughs) So, you guys know that Matt's getting married. I am going to be the ordained for the wedding. I'm going to be Father John that day. And um, so, Matt sent an (laughs) invitation. Matt's fiance sent Matt's fiance sent an invitation to Kevin Smith, and he actually responded. He replied and said, "I can't make it to the wedding, but I'll see you guys on the boat." Because, or he said, "I'll see you kids on the boat." And Matt didn't even realize it was Kevin Smith who responded to that, even though we are me and Faith and Matt and his fiance we're going on a cruise in February. February, yeah. February, we're going. February. We're going on a cruise with Kevin Smith. So that was really cool that he wrote back to him. But yeah, so more rats. I'm a big fan. Oh, be stop by. <laughs> Sorry, our dog's looking in and he's, he's whimpering. Uh, Waterworld is coming to 4K. I've seen Waterworld once and I hated it. I pre-ordered it on 4K from Arrow Video because also people have told me that the TV version of that movie is actually the best version to see it in. Now this is this is considered one of the world's biggest failures in film history. But you pre-ordered it. I did. It's already pre-ordered. Um, I want to see it again. It's been too long to not see Waterworld. Because, you know, your views change on movies. They do. I... Okay, so this is where I'm going to say. We actually have a question about views changing on movies. Okay. So, if you could, so don't answer okay. that yet. Okay. But anyway, so to continue with this question, so those are probably my biggest ones that I'm excited for. Vacation's coming to 4K. Woo! I know you're excited about that. So yeah, I think that those are probably, I think, I would probably put mole rats at my mole rats, absolutely. most anticipated uh, absolutely. June. And then closely followed by The Firm and Creepshow. I'm really excited about all of those. Waterworld, I'm more nervous about, let's put it that way. I'm really hoping I'm not throwing my money away. And, you are. Okay. I used to, I mean, I haven't seen it in so, so long. And yes, it's considered a horrendous failure with the amount of money they spent on it. But you never know. You never yeah. know. I might like it again. So, alright, back to Frank. What is one of your favorite action movies? Mine is The Long Kiss Goodnight and, of course, a Die Hard. I think this is uh, directed towards you. Oh, what? my favorite action movies. Yeah, because I think they already know that my favorite action movie is going to be a Terminator film. Even oh, I don't yeah. consider the first Terminator an action movie. I consider it more of a horror sci-fi movie with some action sprinkled in a little bit in there. Is but Roadhouse T2. considered an action movie? I mean, yeah, that's the world's best bouncer. So I think Roadhouse is up there. You love action. I can't believe you put Roadhouse that high. Well, no, it's up there. I didn't Uh, say, like, it's uh, number one. It's uh, up there. But also, like, you have to remember, Marvel movies are part of action as well. mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Obi. I have to go with John Wick. I knew you were going to. That's what I was waiting to hear. Now, how do you feel about Point Break? Are you a Point Break and Speed Oh, fan? I am. Okay. I am a Point Break fan. Yeah, definitely. Because we're starting to get into the summer and I'm getting that Point Break itch, which how do we not have Point Break on 4K either? But whatever. Yeah, I love Point I Keanu Reeves. Is Keanu Reeves. He's one of my feet. He's up there like Adam Sandler and all those people that like I love. Like those people. If you they showed come me out Constantine. Yep. Constantine's amazing. And they're coming out with another one. I know. And he's so reprising as well. Yeah, I mean, hey, I would love to see him reprise his role as Johnny Utah. I mean, that movie. <laughs> I mean, I think he's too old to be playing Johnny Utah. <laughs> I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> and he's a surfing yeah. again. Like, come on. Do you like Die Hard? Die Hard. Absolutely love Die Hard. Okay. But that, like you said, those go along with Christmas movies, too. So my brain I'm glad doesn't. i that we agree that Die Hard's a Christmas so movie. So my brain doesn't automatically go to that part. We have a Christmas tradition here in the house where um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we put up our tree and we start our Christmas movie watch along. Mm -hmm. And the first movie we do every year is what, Faith? Die Hard. Die Hard. That's how we start the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. The Christmas season cannot begin until Hans Gruber takes over Nakatomi Plaza. Well, for you. You watch Christmas movies. Just You just don't stop with Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. You love a very specific Christmas movie that I bet you a lot of people don't love, and that's Christmas with the Cranks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. You are a huge Christmas. <laughs> Better Christmas. close the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a big Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, I love that What is your favorite Christmas movie? Is it still... It was, like, when we met, it was a Christmas story. Oh, Christmas... But I feel like I watched it so many times. So now, a Christmas vacation is kind of creeping in there. Yeah, Christmas vacation. Because it, that doesn't get old to me. It never gets... You. Well, I can watch that. We both watched that a couple times a season. Yeah. Christmas vacation. It doesn't get old to me. Fantastic. I love it Christmas. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't get old. So, yeah, that. <laughs> I love Home Alone. Home Alone. Both great. one and two. Two is... I love it. I, I think that the actual scene of them trying to break in is actually funnier than in the first Home Alone. But, but you know, now they're the sticky bandits and not the wet bandits yeah. anymore. So, but I love that. He, just the throwing the bricks off and the fact that Harry isn't getting hit in the face. But Marv keeps getting, he's like, Harry, don't. I know, I know. And then he's like, Marv is like, hey. He's all it's egging, egging him on too yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and then they come in and, wow. What a hole! <laughs> Home Alone 2 is great. Yeah, they're both good. Okay, and this is a non-film question. Okay. Answer for both. What's the best marital advice that's been given to you? Has anyone ever really given No, oh, Grandma Pop. Yes, Grandma Pop. That's his grandparents. Yep. Um, but they're more of like, they told us to work all our problems out with each other. Mm -hmm. More like stick together. Yeah. Don't let anybody. No outside. Out, inter yes. No exactly. outside interference. Like mm -hmm. marriage is tough. Like oh yeah. We've been married now for six years, but we were together for six years before we even got married. Mm -hmm. So we've been together a long time. We've been through plenty mm -hmm. of ups and downs, but we I always overcome. All, all the time. Yeah. You know? Whether it be you know you know cleaning up or you know anything yeah. you know that that comes with us you, you know, know finances you can't let finances like overwhelm your marriage you got to try and remember that you know love is first like you guys have each other you guys if you just do it together you can overcome whatever oh the issue anything is. anything yeah. that's but, that's our motto is know. that we just have to do it together i feel like when we bring other people into our marriage that's when it kind of not marriage but just our wives yeah um like or immediate lives, I feel like that's when things kind of fall apart a little bit, um, because we're at that moment we're not in sync. No, you know we're we're not working together, um, and the last few months I, I would say that we've been trying to communicate. We're working on communication. With marriage, it's it's always like you know you finish one thing, but you gotta keep working at it. It's like an old house, you know you just gotta keep like things break, you gotta mm -hmm. fix them. Yeah. you just gotta keep going and just push through, like People, you know. People, People give up on give their marriage. up too easy. Mm -hmm. Listen, if I was like any, everybody else, we probably wouldn't be together. Or you weren't like any, everybody else. Yeah. If you were like everybody else, where it's just like, okay, this is hard. We, you know, it, we'll be better off off alone because we don't have your work problems to worry about, or you know, yeah. you know, you don't have my problems to worry about. But at the same time, if you are a partner, and really, well. 
this is our dog. If you you can't really see him, no, you don't. <laughs> he finally got in. For the just work everything out amongst yourselves and um, don't Try go not, to, yeah. don't go to bed mad. That's a big one, and I mean I'm sure everybody's heard that advice, but we literally live by that. We I don't think had a day mm -hmm. where like we'll argue all day long, mm -hmm. but by time night comes, we're like. Let's just we talk figure through. it out. We figure it out. Yeah, we talk through everything. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it Communication. goes. Communication. Communication is key. They have to be in here. <laughs> no, that's not happening. You're going to knock that camera over. Yeah, you got. Oh, oh. Lele, okay. right. you got to get out now. So, yeah, I mean, that's the best advice that we've gotten. And that's the best advice we can give to you guys. Communication. If yeah. And to the key to any relationship. I mean, 50% of marriages fail. I think 25% of those. You know, they should fail. And the other 25%, I feel like people just give up easily on it. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to do the work. In marriage, it's a partnership. Yeah. You know, fate's my best friend. Mm -hmm. There's not, there's, you know, those, 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 there are those days where I understand how a person kills their wife. <laughs> but. Uh, so, okay. So if anything <laughs> happens to me, there is documented proof. You know? That he wants to kill me. I'm, just, I'm not saying I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> but I, 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 you know, you see those news stories where people are, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, this guy poisoned his wife or he stabbed her to death a million times. He thinks yeah, I'm gonna kill him all the time. I do. I very much worry about <laughs> antifreeze ending up. Like, I saw that on a forensic files like 20 years ago, and it's been just imprinted in my head that, you know, she's gonna get sick of me, and then all of a sudden, this tastes a little weird. Oh, well, how'd he die? He just dropped dead randomly at 37 years old. Well, what happened? I was fucking poisoned. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. <laughs> You're the one that just admitted to it. I didn't admit to it. I admitted to understanding uh -huh. how it happens. Mm -hmm. I know how it happens now. I know yeah. what causes this. You know, how does it... People don't just come home one day and kill their wife and that's the only murder they committed. No, she probably just wouldn't shut up. I'm just saying, she wouldn't leave him alone. You know, he had a bad day at work, and now she wants to nag about the gutters. And you know what he said? I've had a fuck enough of this. And that's it. He'd rather spend his rest of his life in a prison cell with some guy named Ray. I don't know. Go for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would not make it. Oh, no. If I was ever going to prison, it's just I'm just ending it right before because there's no way. <laughs> I'm not made. I'm, so I'm not made for prison. <laughs> that's not ending well. I'd have to, you know, yeah. I'd have to be someone's wife. So anyway. <laughs> Next up is Kevin. Thanks, Frank, for those questions. I hope we answered them great. What, and this one's from Kevin L. What are some movies that, in your opinion, change drastically on second viewing? So this is what I was talking about. Okay. Um, for so we have a bunch, a few movies that we, I think we spoke about this last week, kind of, with the Mean Girls. Yes, we, we did talk a little bit because Mean Girls mm -hmm. was a big one for me that I, and that actually didn't take two viewings. That took multiple viewings mm -hmm. for me to finally appreciate. The big one for me was actually Blade Runner. The first time I saw Blade Runner, it was pitched to me completely different from what that movie is. That movie is a slow burn sci-fi movie. When I first watched that movie, I was expecting an, a high octane sci-fi action movie because it's got Harrison Ford in it, it's directed by Ridley Scott. So it just took me by surprise. So I didn't like it the first time, but then when I went back to it, because it's so beautifully made, I absolutely love that movie, and I consider Blade Runner one of my top ten films of all time now. So that's one that, for me, I, I totally did a 180 on. Actually, there was a movie recently I, I just reviewed again that um, I did a 180 on. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I know I brought it up in a review recently. Um, I think Con Air, for me, is a big one. You didn't like it, or you changed I didn't it? like Con Air. Really? Because I saw it when I was really young. Oh, well, I mean... So... You know, back then it's like, oh, this movie's so cheesy. But as you get older, you're like, that's the point of the movie. It's is supposed to, to be cheesy. Be completely cheesy, and I f love that movie now. Oh, Connor's perfect. I love so Connor. I mean, a, it's stupid, but it's fucking great. That's a huge one. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, there's some that I feel if I watch it again, I might change my mind about it. There's a few. There's a few movies. Um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. I think. I don't like that movie, and I think if I watched it again, I might enjoy it a little bit more. 
I mean, the consensus on Forrest Gump has changed a lot. I feel like more people fall in the camp now of they think that movie's very overrated. Overrated, okay. Yeah, which I mean... So maybe I was right. I mean, I, I always liked Forrest Gump. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think Pulp Fiction should have definitely beat it for Best Picture that year. I don't think it should have gone to Forrest Gump, but that was the safe choice, I guess. Mm. You know, it's a Roberts Zip Zemeckis. But I still like Forrest Gump a lot. I, I really do. I think it's a good feel-good movie. See, I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just not my cup of tea. I can understand that. It's just not my thing. But if I give it another try without my phone or anything like that, distract me. And Sit down really, and let it wash yeah, over you. Yeah, I think that could change. But definitely Con Air. I really didn't like your absolute Terminator. Yeah, you came around on the Terminator. I came around on the Terminator. Ooh. I can watch it. It's the best movie ever, so I'm glad that you can actually come around on it. So, all right. And uh, the Batman. Oh, Batman, I should say. The Batman? Yeah. You didn't like that the first time? No, Batman, not the Batman. Oh, Batman 1989. Yeah. You mean the best Batman film yeah. ever. I yeah, I wasn't no, I mean... a big fan of that movie, and then I watched it a million, you know, one times because of you, and now I, I kind of enjoy it. We always so. get a good laugh out of the line, you know, nothing to see here, Knox. These two slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> Watch it, boys. We've <laughs> been had. We've been had. <laughs> Here's the question you were waiting for from also. From, we have three questions from Kevin L. This is the second. And he said, do you have a problem with your husband buying so much physical media? Absolutely. <laughs> I, oh my God. Oh, every day. And then he's, well, it's for the channel. It's for the channel. So I, I, then I feel like I'm in a predicament. Yeah, you want to let them down? How can I say no? He's trying to grow something here and do something big and try to really, you know, make something. This is his dream, so how can I say no? But I did tell him that he needs to start budgeting. Yeah, I was from. I I've been flying freely with the uh, credit cards here to get. Well, you, like I said earlier in the video, I don't get review copies, so every review on this channel has been bought by me to review for you guys. Or if, when Matt was doing it, you know, we've spent all that stuff out of pocket, and like, mm -hmm. so our views aren't influenced by anything, which is a good thing because I do feel like sometimes not everybody, but like when you get review copies, you kind of feel a little bit obligated to at least praise it somewhat because you know you just got it for free. Yeah. So it's a little bit harder. But if I bought something with my own money, I can feel free enough to say, hey. This is how I view it. No one's here to tell me that I can't say this, and that's just it. It's my it's my opinion on, on it. So that's the one positive. He'll thing. he'll definitely go broke mm -hmm. to tweet to do this, and I'm a little iffy bit about that. And I know he doesn't ask you know his viewers for anything, and he just wants to be legit and or whatever. But it does cost money to do this. It's not free. <laughs> it's not free. So. You know, I, I told him he, we need to have a budget, whether it be $70 a month and that's it, you know, with the amount of blue, or even less than 70 maybe $50 a month. Um, um, I know it's hard. I'll let you know hard. right now in August, uh, <laughs> Troma is putting out the uh, Toxic Avenger set, and right now that's $93. So that's, that, I can't have all of August be that. Mm, but Hackers the, is coming out, at too. At the end of the day, you have to prioritize what you want to spend your money on. You know, you're, you're saying you're pre-ordering movies that you don't even like, so but that's... But might like them. That's the thing. We won't know but, until it hits that 4K player. But again, we, you have to put, you, you know, it's just this common sense. No, I don't like common sense. <laughs> I hope we answered that question, Kevin. Thanks for putting so me on the spot, see, buddy. Yeah, we don't <laughs> see eye to eye on that, but I gotta let him be his own man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh, and then this is the last question, the last question of the week. And this is also from Kevin Allen. Kevin asked this question every couple of weeks, and I love these questions. And they're my personal favorites. He said, what are your favorite scenes from the following movies? Forrest Gump, Casino, Training Day, Face Off, Inception, and The Dark, Dark Knight. I said Forrest Gump. So we'll start it off with Forrest Gump. Do you have a favorite scene from Forrest well, Gump? when he's running, obviously. It's... I was running! Obviously. But again, I'm not a big Forrest Gump person, so that's more like for you. I love Forrest Gump, and I want to just make sure of something before I answer this, because I want to make sure I get this actor's name right. So my favorite scene in Forrest Gump is a little scene. So, you know, in Forrest and Bubba, they first get to Vietnam, and they meet Gary Sinise's character. He's the leader, you know, Lieutenant Dan. You know, mm -hmm. he ends up losing his legs and everything like that. But when, he first gets, when they first get there, he's just giving them the whole spiel about what they do there, and he's like... 
you got to take care of your feet. So make sure you're changing your socks. You know, I just love those like little lines. And he's got the cigarette dangling out of his mouth. That's my personal favorite scene in Forrest Gump. It's a All silly right. little scene, but I don't know why. It's just a little character moment that I really love. I actually, a lot of my favorite scenes actually involve Lieutenant Dan. Like even when they, go, you know, first meet up again and they go out to New Year's and Lieutenant Dan looks miserable. <laughs> he's got the confetti in his hair. I, I don't know. <laughs> Those little he's scenes. He's a funny character. He is. Forced yeah, he's, he's, he's funny. And then what about Casino? You got a favorite scene in Casino? The end, which is so sad. I mean, I was they, talking that, to you it's, about their, this it's their fault, you know? Like, yeah, but that is sad. I mean, I guess it's not. It's a favorite because it brings everything together. So my favorite scene in Casino, um, I mean, there's so many beautiful shots at Casino. I just think of the, like, the imagery of it. Like in this, I love the shot of the Cadillac pulling up with this white light shining down on I it. I think it's, I have to rewatch Casino. I'll watch Casino. Yeah. I love that. I Great 4K, to, by the way. I have to rewatch because I get oh, that movie mixed up with uh, Goodfellas a little bit. I mean, they're very similar movies. So I get they the, are very I get similar. like different scenes mixed up. But uh, that one has but more. I love Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's great in both of them. I mean, in that he's a monster in both movies, but even more so in Casino, I think actually. Mm. But <laughs> my favorite scene in Casino. It's a funny scene actually with Joe Pesci. Uh, after Ace Rothstein, played by Robert De Niro, kicks a guy from about to, uh, from Joe Pesci's crew out of the place, he goes back there. He's like his cowboy, and he Robert De Niro calls him up and he tells him what happened. And he's like, "He did that, huh?" And he hangs up the phone. He's like, "You took your boots off. You put your feet on the table. You shit kicking." Stinky horseman, horse-smelling motherfucker, you. You go back down there and you apologize to him. <laughs> Get me from little guy, though. Like, oh, every, yeah. you he's know? Napoleon complex. So it's so funny. I mean, he's he's a, always, he always plays a tough guy. He is a tough guy. He's a cold-blooded killer. I mean, that's why my cousin Vinny is probably his best role, because it kind of goes against type. He's kind of, I mean, he's kind of leaning into it, but he he's not a murderer in that. He's kind of, uh, he's just, he's... He's still kind of like got that like attitude, but yeah. he's more of a knowledgeable. He's a more intelligent person than that. He's using his mind more. Yeah, he's a good lawyer. He got yeah. he got him off. You know, yeah. I love my cousin Vinny. Uh, training day. That's oh, we I, we were speaking about that. It's definitely in the final it's scene. Definitely in the final scene. But we also like the scene where he tricks him into doing PCP, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you like to get wet, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that one. But when he says, he goes, all right, uh -huh. all right, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> I absolutely, yeah, that's, that's the best scene. That whole, like, just, now. yeah, I'm Come sorry. Down. I was getting, you, I'm getting excited. You're getting a little too excited. I'm just, I'm, 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 face off. I don't even remember that movie. I want to take his face Oh. I know it's the whole idea of him taking somebody else's face and pretending like they, that he's him. Okay, well, but first of all, what happens is John Travolta... If you don't know, he's the movie guy. Yeah. So a lot of stuff I might not see, so... So John Travolta, in the very beginning of this movie, cast a troll, Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, kills John Travolta's character's son. So they are nemesis now, arch enemies, and they think that they actually killed Nicolas Cage's character. Turns out, no. So they have to, unfortunately now, John Travolta has to take his face and put it on his to go into prison, infiltrate the prison, and find out where That sounds ridiculous. But Castor Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, wakes up, and now he takes John Travolta's face and puts it on his. So now, basically, both John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are doing impressions of the other. So Nicolas Cage is doing a John Travolta impression, <laughs> and then John Travolta is doing a... This sounds like the most absolutely ridiculous movie. Oh, like, it's ridiculous. Like, who thought about this? Like, I want to Well, John Wu directed it. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, and they're going to switch. Yeah. Like, who... And it's a great movie. All right. Kina Lover supposedly has a 4K coming out of this, but the best scene in that movie... Uh, it's early in the movie when John when Nicolas Cage is just doing all this over-the-top shit. He's like in front of a choir. He starts shaking his head and then he's like, I can eat a peach for hours. Meaning like you can eat pussy for hours. I, I, I didn't know if you got that. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, so in case you were wondering. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great scene. Um, Inception, you said you liked the scene um, when it, Leonardo DiCaprio and Elliot Page. Yeah, like when we... Yeah, when he's showing Elliot around yeah. and like how to control everything, how it works, um, how how you can get really deep into yeah. it, um, and and what not to do, pretty much. He's like showing her. And then I like it when actually they uh, 
he's like, hey, do you remember how we got here? And she first realizes that they're actually in a dream and like things start blowing up behind them. I love that. But mm. my favorite scene in the movie is actually when Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, walking around in that him and his wife are walking around in the area that they made this world that they created and it just looks like a world you would create it's amazing this beautiful design i mean the production i love inception yeah, that's one of his he can watch it all the time i want it i'm in the mood to watch it listen nolan has a movie coming out on july 21st called oppenheimer i will be seeing that movie day one i have to watch every nolan movie before that again there's a few movies that i know you watch multiple times a year one is Inception. Mm-hmm. Then Batman. Yep. Um, the Terminator. Terminator, obviously. I think this might be it, actually. No. No? I watch other No. Movies. There's um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction gets watched a lot, too. Mm -hmm. But those are, you know, those are some of my favorite movies ever. Those are all top ten all time for me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but again, like I, that's how I know. Those I haven't seen Inception in a few months. Might have to put that on tonight, actually. Oh, and then The Dark Knight. What's your favorite scene in The Dark Knight? I like when he's in the hospital, and he's talking to... Oh, uh, Aaron Eckhart's yep. two-face? Mm-hmm. And he puts the... Yep, yep. In. I love that scene. And then, and then when he's leaving, and then you just see, like, he's pressing the button for the hospital. Yeah. And it's like, he's like... Supposedly, oh. what happened was the bombs didn't, whatever, the explosives that they set up to explode that hospital, because it's Nolan, so he did it for real, uh, wasn't going off, so that was... He really it. blew up the hospital? Yeah. He set off an atom bomb. For yeah. Oppenheimer, a real one. Oh wow! Recreated it. This guy, it's it's fucking Tenet with the plane. That seven forty seven. He really blew up a seven. That's crazy. What is the budget on that? Oh, it's insane. Nolan gets ridiculous, but it's Nolan. You know, he shoots with IMAX cameras, all practical effects. Though he doesn't rely on CGI. No, no. That's, says, that's I a love big Nolan. budget. Oh, it's a huge budget. But yeah, he really does this stuff. So, in the Dark oh. Knight. But for me, I think my favorite scene is probably the interrogation scene, but I do also... Oh, I totally forgot about that The interrogation scene? Yeah. You never start with the head. They start to get all fuzzy, you know? I, yeah, the interrogation yeah. scene is great. But um, I actually think that the best scene in the movie is the opening scene. Oh, so, absolutely. Inspired by Heat, like, you know, the yeah. robbery. No, no, no. no. I, I kill the bus driver. And yeah. then he moves out of the way, and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's... The, one of the best openings of every any movie. I know, and he had it back to back because in The Dark Knight Rises, he did the plane scene mm -hmm. as the opening. Oh, what? We're no survivors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I, that. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> Nolan again. That's a real. That's a real set too. They did all that stuff also. Nolan, man. Yeah. I fucking love them. Yeah. So hopefully we answered that question, Kevin. And thank you all for sending in your questions. Frank, Kevin, Rico, I appreciated it. Thank you guys I'm so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Fate's going to probably be the permanent host unless Matt. Am I? I think so. so oh, jeez. So, Get used to this. Yeah. Good luck for you guys. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed this week's show. Make sure you guys come back to next week's video. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and tell all your friends. And ask us some questions for next week's video. We really love the questions, the Q&A portions. My personal favorite part of the show. I look forward to it every week. You know, I am a little bit of a narcissist, so I just love myself. So I love to answer questions. Um, also, would you guys be interested in doing something other than talking about maybe movies the whole time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, any, any qu other personal questions? We you do might this have. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We you can just talk and you know whatever you guys want. You know, throw those comments in the comment section below. This show is for you guys, so we want to make you guys as happy as possible to keep you coming back. So the only way we can do that is to know what you like and dislike. Do you like how Faith looks? Let us know. <laughs> do you like how I look? I already know the answer is yes. Let us know in the comment section below and then we'll be just seeing you around enjoy your week guys